0: It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you today. It's our Monday. It's Vegas Monday. Vegas Monday. Which means it's Thursday. Alex White is here as well. Last man standing champion in college football last year. Vinny Maliulo. Best hair in the business. Been around... uh, Forty plus years here in the state. A couple of, of
1: last men and women standing. Yeah, yes. yeah. You are one of, of the times. last men standing. I'll That's give right. you that.
0: I'll you're give you good. that. That's I'm glad I'm doing. still standing. I we are too. we We're very happy you're still standing.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm doing good. I'm more worried about you. Are you getting any sleep? There ton of games to handicap right so, now.
1: So it's overrated. Sleep's overrated. Sleep, Sleep's overrated. We'll sleep in July. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh uh Sports Equinox tomorrow. And or uh, uh, excuse me, sports equinox. Uh, on Monday, I should say, if you include college football, it's a sports equinox tomorrow, uh, with the World Series beginning. So Correct. you have you have everything here, Vinny. That's legitimately right. everything. You want.
1: Right. An uh, and NBA. also,
0: co- college basketball starts uh, college, next
1: week. Hey, college basketball I have everything going all <laughs> at one time. Great time of year. That's right. Hence, Alex's comment about sleeping.
0: <laughs> I'm so, sleeping right now. Can't you tell? <laughs> oh, I can tell. I can tell. Uh, Vin, Vinny, uh, let's go back to Monday real quick. Okay. Uh, before we get to tonight's NFL game and some college games. And then uh, this uh, this prop sheet I have in the National Basketball Association. Yes. That you have uh, for tonight's two games. Milwaukee hosting Philadelphia and the Lakers hosting the Suns with no Bradley Beal and no Devin Booker tonight. Took us a hearty two games to get multiple superstars out uh, right away in a primetime uh, nationally televised game. But Monday, so Vinny, I, I just want to ask you this because this, leads into what was the biggest matchup on paper going into this weekend. The Niners, they lose their second straight game. Minnesota gets them this time. Mm -hmm. A really good outing from Kirk Cousins. Yes. Good win for Minnesota, who's right back in the middle of the NFC playoff picture. All of a sudden, yet again, Mm -hmm. Niners with two straight losses. And the biggest loss, though, from this one, Brock Purdy's in concussion protocol. No one has played this season the same week they have gone into concussion protocol. That has not happened. So Purdy would be going against everything that's happened so far this year. Vinny, Bengals off a bye, now three and a half point dogs behind us. There's some four in the market. You guys opened, what are you open, six, six and a half? Yeah. When he opened on uh, Sunday uh, night. Sight
1: unseen on Monday. Well, that's remember two, though. That's Sunday night. So part of this move now to three and a half, part of it's the adjustment, though, after. Monday night uh was was a couple of points so uh when, when you look at it yeah six uh, six and a half on Sunday night when uh, Chris Andrews uh, director here at South point releases the numbers but then the adjustment uh down to about about five five and a half uh after uh, after Monday night's game credit the Vikings hey listen Vikings played a played a heck of a game right so
2: it's really hard not to root for Kirk Cousins and to like him, I mean, even just watching the interview after, he's just—you can tell—he's just a good guy, nice guy, loves the game of football, and I'd like to see him have a good showing like that on prime time with all all the noise he constantly hears.
3: Yeah,
1: uh, good team guy, and you could tell his teammates uh, really like him as well. Good in the locker room, and you know, a couple of weeks ago, before they won a couple of games in a row, a couple of weeks ago, they were sellers, right? The trade deadline's right. coming up uh, by uh, by Halloween, by Tuesday. And there was all kinds of rumors that he was going to a variety of teams: uh, the Jets, uh, the Patriots, and some other so Falcons. Yeah, I mean, look, listen. I mean, like you said at the top, Jeff, they're right back in the uh, in the mix uh, for uh, uh, for a, at least a wild card.
0: Well, seven teams have to make the playoffs That's in both right. conference. Yep. that mm-hmm. that means that at least one mediocre NFC team is getting there this year. So why not Minnesota with again? Back to back one score wins. Mm-hmm. They uh, play Green Bay this week. Uh, the Packers, Packers go in the wrong direction. Minnesota's actually been bedding that game up to one and a half now. Finn, yes. Vinny, uh and again, you guys opened pick on that one, right?
1: On uh, on Sunday night, the the Packers uh, they opened as a one and a half point favorite. So it's a whole flippo. So uh, yeah, again, some money money came in uh, early. I think actually early on the Packers, and then the adjustment after Monday night. Uh, to to pick them, and now the uh, uh, the Vikes are a one point favorite.
0: Jordan Love not looking great so far after a good start to the a good start in week one, and then a miracle comeback in week three. Three straight losses for the Packers heading into that one on Sunday against Minnesota. All right, let's get to tonight. Let's get there, Vinny. Buffalo hosting Tampa mm-hmm. been a straight, a steady stream of Buffalo action so far from eight to nine and a half. There is a rogue 10 in the market right now. Total bounced all over the place as high as 44 back to 43. Uh, Not that long ago, a little under an hour ago.
1: Yeah, actually uh gentleman came up and uh, took the, took the under 44 for 10 and uh, under 43 and a half for another 10. So, uh, but as far as the side itself, Bills late eight, late eight and a half, sitting at nine. Uh, I think there were some nine and a halves out there in in, uh, in a few spots. But uh, look, it, the Buccaneers having difficulty scoring points, uh, particularly in the last couple of weeks. Uh, defensively, Vita Vea is probably going to be a game time decision for them. So, uh, and again, when you when you're struggling to score points and you're going up against the Bills team that was. I mean, what happened last week against the Patriots? uh, I'm sure the Bills are going to uh, come out very strong and uh, a little angry tonight, Alex.
2: And that is a big drop-off for them if they lose Vita in this one. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is one of the best defensive tackles, and Buffalo will be able to run the ball up the middle without him there. So waiting to see what happens with that. But I am intrigued by this game. Tampa Bay's defense, very good. Waiting to see if we have a little regression because Mm -hmm. they are allowing the most or seventh most yards per drive, but only 10th most points. So seeing if that kind of buys back, they're also very good in the red zone. The best team in the league right now, 22% of drives resulting in touchdowns, best in the league. And then the Bills offense is very good in the red zone, second best in the league. So I'm going to interested to see how that plays out tonight.
0: Yep. Right now, again, nine and a half bucks. losers of two in a row. Kind of a, a trip back to planet Earth for Tampa after yeah. that three and one start. But look, all right, now for the Bucks, all three of their losses have come at home. They've all come against division leaders right now, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Detroit, and somehow the Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons, the Falcons, who right now, I would say the Falcons actually, uh, I was looking through some make miss playoff odds at other shops. Falcons were as high as minus two sixty to make the playoffs, uh, which that uh, <laughs> price was not available uh even in the last few weeks. Falcons uh road f- road favorites in Nashville this week uh to take on the Tennessee Titans coming up. Who uh that could be a the dynamic duel of Levis and Willis. There, Vinny.
1: A two-headed monster for uh, for Tennessee. <laughs> By the way, that game went, uh, went as high as three, right? So uh, the Falcons, a one-point favorite uh, on the opener, and now toggling back and forth between uh, two-and-a-half and three uh, here at South Point. So, yeah, look, Falcons have gotten the job done, and uh, look at the schedule. And, and, again, they've 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 gotten it done. Uh, particularly in the division, right? So uh, that's they're in the driver's seat right now. Now we got a, obviously a long way to go, uh, but the fact of the matter is, when you look at what's happened and how teams are playing, including they're finding ways to win games and winning close games. Remember we talked about you know teams that that won and lost close games uh, a year ago compared to this year, right? The Vikings, although they seem to have righted things in the last couple of games. The Giants, well the Falcons are following that script this year, right? Finding ways to win games particularly late and close games.
0: Just want to ask you about yeah. Buffalo real quick, yeah. because this is a team that Vinny, you had near the top of your power ratings at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, they are not that team, uh, especially with all those injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Trey white, Matthew Milano uh, last week, Oliver did not play in that loss to new England. Just how do you handle a team that look, they there's still a game out of first place. They're still A plus 80-point differential Mm -hmm. so far in the year. So that usually shows dominance. But with this Buffalo team, only one of those wins are by one score. They are 1-3 and in the other one-score games they have played. Or Mm 0-3 in the other one-score games they have played so far.
1: Bills are still a top-six power-rated team. I mean, the fact of the matter is you have to throw out a couple of anomalies. right? I look at, you know, first of all, you start with the quarterback position, especially when he's home. And he's a completely different player when he's home. Uh, a much better player uh, in in terms of Josh Allen, so um, you you can't discount them. They did make a a, a move this week uh, in terms of clearing some uh, some cap space. You have to believe that the Bills are going to be involved in a trade deadline and uh, between now and Tuesday, uh, especially on the off on the defensive side of the ball. And um, that that said, the, the the reality is they're still going to find ways I think to to, to be relevant and. Um, you know they still they the schedule, their schedule's getting more difficult. Don't get me wrong, but they're also their power rating hasn't come down that much because their schedule's been been good, right? I mean outside of the Patriots, uh, this is still a, a, a quality team. Again, we can't you can't overreact to 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 wins and losses. So th- at the end of the day, you've you've got the chiefs that are ahead of them in the AFC power rating wise. The Ravens, but after that, still, I mean, you can't. the The Bengals haven't shown enough consistency to surpass them. The Jaguars haven't either. So, when it comes to power rating the teams, particularly in the AFC, they're still the, they're they're number three, uh, in and and they're close to the Ravens right now.
0: Ahead of Miami still,
1: yeah, a little bit, yeah. I saw uh, them ahead of Miami. Miami, Miami hasn't. Who's Miami? No, beating? Miami that's, a, look, that's that's a a, a a really strong team. And look what the bills did to, to Miami. So,
0: so if, if I were just going through and I'm curious what your thoughts on this too, Alex, where I, at this point, the Jaguars are the team that is sitting there. That doesn't feel like they're respected enough. They're five and two. They beat mm-hmm. Buffalo in, in a neutral site game. Yeah, they were in London. Jacksonville is used to playing there. But you know what? Buffalo was a five and a half point favorite in that game, but Jacksonville was the right side all the way through. No question. I'm just curious on this point where, yeah, they didn't play well against Kansas City and they can't handle the Texans for whatever reason. But Jacksonville feels like that one team that's kind of getting left out of the discussion that is trending towards, if not, if they're not already there to be deserving of the discussion, they're on their way to being there.
1: Not not as difficult or as strong a division either. Oh, well, of course. So you have yes. to. That yes. has to. Yes. Com, you know that comes in into play as well. So that that's a big part of it. We
0: we'll kind of learn this week actually. Jacksonville they play Pittsburgh, who has been yeah I, amazing. That the Steelers are four and two with a negative twenty four point differential and just finding a way late in games to get it done.
1: You can make a lot of cases for the Steelers one way or the other, right? Including they could be five and one, right? Or could folks well, be be zero when you, when you look at you look at the, you know the loss to. You look at their wins and the the loss to Houston, you say, How did that happen? Right. So, or they could be, like you said, they could be, you know, they could have two wins. They could have one win, you know. So, um, but they're finding ways to credit Tomlin and and his halftime adjustments. uh, You know, the the Steelers find ways to win games, Alex. And that's why it comes into the handicap when you're looking at the Steelers.
2: Absolutely does. And going back to Buffalo, I'm right there with Vinny. Only. The Chiefs and the Ravens, I have above Buffalo, but I actually have Buffalo-Miami tied at 6th right now. But to Vinny's point, I mean, even the game last week, they dug themselves in a hole. They gave up 10 points in the first quarter, and then they had an uphill battle. But they weren't shut out. They were never out of that game. Mm -hmm. They still put up 25 points, and that's the kind of team that this is. And I think that's why they remain so high in the power rating.
0: How much did you guys move Baltimore up? Like just like individual numbers off of what they did last week, not or last the...
1: week, but in, if you look at Baltimore in the last couple of weeks, last three games, weeks. it's, it's gradual. So okay. probably about a point and a half in the last couple, yeah, maybe two points overall in the uh, last three games.
0: I would argue Lamar. Jackson, Healthier too. I, I would ar- argue that Lamar Jackson should be at this very moment is the MVP of the league. I'm not sure if that holds.
1: Ahead of Mahomes, you have him? I,
0: yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Uh, and it's close. And look, if we're just picking quarterbacks, who, who's the better quarterback, Mahomes is in his own league compared to everyone else in the league. Mm-hmm. But the difference between Lamar at his best, now we're starting to, the last few weeks, we're starting to see, other than that, whatever happened to them in Pittsburgh at the end of the game. Last two games, we're starting to see Lamar Jackson kind of regain that 2019 form.
1: Well, what happened yeah. to him at the end of the Colts game, too, right? Uh, the Colts, I mean, I know it was a month ago. I got
0: to so. tell you, that Colts, there are a few results at the end of the year that we're going to look at and be like, what happened? And it happens every single year. Yeah,
1: with multiple that's teams. Gonna, that
0: that Indy one's going to be one of those. Even though the Colts may very sure. well end up going 7-10, yeah. and 10, mm-hmm. that's going to be one that's like, wow, Minshew went on the road and beat Baltimore or got yeah. the number one or number yeah. two seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty ridiculous win when we look back at it.
2: I love that Lamar Jackson MVP right now. I, I completely agree, especially for what he is to that team. And when you listen to other coaches preparing for him, they say it is so hard because you can't even put anybody on your own team mm-hmm. to simulate what he yeah. does on the field. Difficult.
1: So, no, I mean, it's listen, I'm not saying he's not an MVP it, candidate, but I think in terms of the price. I think Mahomes, Mahomes is yeah. is still is still the favorite. No, and
0: and that makes so, sense. Which, and, and, again,
1: that's not a knock on on uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is is terrific, and he's he's having a good year. And I think he's. I think they're still refining their offense of because I don't think that he or the team wants him to to have as many carries and, and hence take as many hits. So I think they're still some refining going on in terms of his game this season.
0: For what for what it's worth, the bu- books that have MVP yeah. out there right now, in some order, it's Mahomes, Tua, Jalen Hurts, yeah. and Lamar Jackson. I don't think Hurts belongs in that group personally with the way he has played this year. And I think Lamar has been better than Tua, especially against better better competition. Tua has racked up those giant numbers against right. teams that aren't any good. It's Mahomes or Lamar are the only two choices Those are right one, now. Two. I'd give the slightest of edges to Jackson right now. But, hey, look, Patrick Mahomes, MVP a year ago. Very easy. If Kansas City goes 14-3, and three, Patrick Mahomes is probably winning that award again. He's, like I said, he's the favorite. Yeah, and he is right now, at most books, the favorite right now. All right, Vinny, before we let you go, I want to touch on two quick things here. Okay. World Series, the matchup we all expected no doubt Arizona and Texas what was the what was cuz you guys do exactas. what were the prices on the exactas? oh uh, that's a if we don't have that right now no, we can I, effort I that in it. the i have it I'll, oh I'll, it, I'll, that I'll remember this is vinny's laptop right in front of him of course it all is all the uh, all the papers
1: so if you wanted the the diamondbacks uh, defeating the rangers yeah 80 to 1
0: okay vice versa rangers
1: defeating the diamondbacks
0: 75 to 1 okay so The two of the longest shots on the board right there. Yeah. Uh, I am amazed. There's uh, just the way that series went against Philadelphia. Dominated in the first two games. Down and looked out in game four, comes back, Mm -hmm. won, win that game. And then really clearly the right side in both game six and game seven Mm -hmm. uh, to to pull the upset. Texas road, sweet road, all seven games won by the road team in the uh, Houston-Texas series. But Vinny, I, 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 I really am stunned. Really am stunned. Arizona is here. Texas, I could have seen the argument pre playoffs. Their bats get hot. Their front line starting pitching pitches well. LeClerc is dominant at the end of the games. I could see it, and the AL felt wide open. Arizona is just totally outlandish that they're still playing. Right.
1: Well, now. when you look at it too, though, but so credit credit the Rangers, Bochi yeah. starting with Bochy, because again they had a three game lead with about a week to go in the season, yeah, and, and and. <laughs> they wound up you know not only they they lose the division but they get to the playoffs and shake it off convincingly yeah. okay the the d-backs get in because the cubs lost out now d-backs had to take care of their business and they did it but look you know we've seen it let's look at look at the nhl playoffs last year the panthers get in on the last day because the penguins lost their last two games to, I believe it was the the Blackhawks and the Blue Jackets. They were significant favorites. They wind up getting in the playoffs on the last day of the season. All they needed was one point, by the way, to the Penguins. The The Panthers get in on the last day of the season. They make it to the finals. Right. Take so,
2: down every good Eastern yeah. Conference team. <laughs> I beat the
0: best regular season right? team
2: of all time. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know you, that's why a lot of times when it gets to the playoffs, and you see folks do it, they take a chance with some futures, you know, going in, uh, going in with some long shots because they're alive. If you get, they get in, and we just cashed a ticket at forty to one that was made in the, in the middle of May, uh, a forty to one ticket for a thousand dollars to win the pennant on the Rangers to win the pennant. Hey, good for good for that. So, following it, giving teams a shot. And and even going in, and you look at look at the exact that Chris put up uh, going into the playoffs. Hey, there's something to be said, Alex, about taking a shot with the playoffs, with the long shots.
2: So, how has the handle been on this series going into the world? Good so
1: far. I mean, listen, you know, everybody, you know, a lot of people, and not everybody, but a lot of people will talk about, hey, you know, what about this matchup? Is it going to be a you know a Dodgers Red Sox kind of handle? Probably not, you know, but it's still the World Series. And there's still prices, but I think what, what people realize too is, and you're looking, you're seeing it in Game One. These are two underdogs. These were the two long shots, respectively, in in both in both leagues. They're now in the World Series, and you look at the Rangers who opened a dollar sixty five right now as we sit here at the South point. They're a dollar fifty two, so the dogs are alive. People like that. They they yeah. like the fact that they have a chance. Oh, and you know one of the things that Jeff pointed out about you know. The equinox, right? A very, guess what? This game is being played parlayed to everything else going uh, on this week. Tie
0: it into some college football, right? And some NBA and some NHL on a- Saturday. Absolutely, for
1: game two. you know tonight's Why game not? is going to it. So yeah. it's uh, it, it'll. It, I think the crossover play will certainly make for a a, a good right, Alex. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's you know everybody's dream matchup. But from our side of the counter, we're not going to say no. We're not taking it. No, I mean <laughs> we're not you, booking for, it for
0: uh, for 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 the counter. People are going to walk up there and bet sure. it, regardless. Yeah. If, even if it was. Yeah. Even if it was team thirty and thirty one or, or, or thirty and twenty nine in baseball. See, I, yeah. I I even added a team to the base the major league. Baseball. <laughs> By the way,
1: yeah. uh, two games tonight in college. Uh, yeah. Good two way action. Uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, they're laying three. Um, I'm sorry, laying two and a half with Virginia Tech and taking three with Syracuse. So good two way action there. But it's all about uh, uh, Georgia Georgia State. Georgia State. It is down to one and a half. So they took two and a half. They took two. Uh, they're taking Georgia State tonight. So don't forget, uh, we got a couple of college football games as well.
0: I, I did take three with the Qs. It's the okay. only thing I did today in the college. Uh-huh. Yeah. I I don't like either of those teams, but Virginia Tech. Even though they've looked a little bit better uh-huh. as the years gone along, yeah. still still. I'm not sure they should be a field goal against anyone in conference except for the real bottom of the ACC, which, hey, Syracuse
1: could end up there, buddy. We we don't know, right? (laughs) Alex, you got to play tonight? I don't have a play. I
2: don't hate that one at all. I made that game a a pick-em, so I would be on that side, but I didn't touch it. Too many other great games. I've got hockey on. I've got... This uh, NFL right. game. And By the way, we got hockey
0: games tonight. Yep. We got a ho- and
1: we've got uh, a couple of basketball games, and we got a, a whole sheet of props. Uh, you know, if you want individual or team props, Chrissy put out a bunch of props tonight uh, on on the NBA games.
0: Yes. So, no James Harden not allowed on the team plane. There's
1: some good chemistry.
0: Yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah things not going going great uh, with Harden and the Sixers. I just he should have just taken that last offer the Clippers gave him. Just get him out of town, start over. But uh, hey, whatever. And Daryl Morey can do what he does. Vincenzo, thank you as always. Good to be with both of you. We Keep, will, it, up. Uh, we Keep will, it rolling. We will see you tomorrow. You and Chris tomorrow. On two hours. Friday starting at two, two o'clock. Hours. Alex and I go. have at least another thirty-five minutes here. We got we got our plays on tonight's NFL game. Alex has some hockey as well. Yep. And uh, we'll look at the first two nights of the NBA and tonight's matchup in Milwaukee between two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, and of course. No stars for Phoenix except for KD. We'll get into that game a little bit later. Here on Sports by the Book, here at the South Point studio.
3: South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas's top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, fans, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the grandview lounge where you'll feel all the vibes of old las vegas enjoy the music and if you love to laugh don't miss the dirty at 12 30 our very own free comedy show every friday night at 12 30 a.m in the grandview lounge the dirty is 100 free so arrive early go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the grandview lounge when you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, cause you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16 screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza.
0: Welcome back in It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point studio. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White alongside. Happy to be with you as always. All right. NFL week eight. How? How already? Week eight. Ten more to go after this. All right, Alex, let's get into it. Tonight's game. We, we discussed it a little bit with Vinny. Tampa Bay on the road at Buffalo tonight. The, both of these teams going in the wrong direction the last few weeks. Tampa got there that three and one start. Out of the bye. They have two home games against... Teams that are well, Atlanta was not leading the division. Now they are, but Detroit was leading the division before getting stomped by Baltimore last week, and they still are leading the division. Detroit went to Tampa, inflicted their will twenty to six. Tampa struggled to move the ball, and then last week, if it wasn't for a ghastly Desmond Ritter fumble at the one yard line when he couldn't even corral the snap, Atlanta Atlanta was clearly the right side in that game. They probably should have more. They should have won that game by more than three. And Atlanta averaged 6.3 yards per play, which you mentioned before. Tampa's been the the bend but don't break defense in the league so far. So a little bit of alarming things on the buck side before we get to the alarming things on the Bills side here.
2: Yeah, no, as you mentioned, um, really good in the red zone, best team. But let me find this exact. Allows the seventh most yards per drive, but the 10th fewest points per drive. So things are going to... Doesn't add up. Yeah things are going to start evening out a little bit. And I think it could be this game that it starts to happen. And I don't mind that underplay that Vinny just told us somebody made because we have seen the struggles with both of these offenses. And Tampa Bay really, I mean, 14 points a game in their last four. The other interesting thing is, as you mentioned, Tampa Bay better on the road. The Bills obviously better at home, 3-0 at home. I don't know if the London game counted as a home game for them. Technically, it it did. So throw that one out, 3-0 at home. Um, So it should be an interesting one, but we can talk about the concerns of Buffalo.
0: So for me with Buffalo, this is what it's been during this run, other than a very small portion of that season two years ago where Allen was as good as anyone, and then the defense gave it away at the end against Kansas City, and then they changed the rule because the Bills complained and then there were no overtime games last year. But looking at their, their games so far this year, the, I think part of the reason they look so good statistically is because they just destroyed the three wins other than the Giant win were pummelings. They destroyed the Raiders, who I think are awful. They destroyed the Commanders, who can't block. And they destroyed Miami, where, you know what? I think you can ask genuine questions about how good the Miami Dolphins are at this point. You can say, you know what? Against the bad teams, the mediocre defenses, they're gonna they're gonna put up a lot of points. But against good defenses, right. we've now seen the three best defenses they played this year, which was a healthy New England in week two, Buffalo when they were healthy still in week four, and Philadelphia when they were getting everyone back last week. Scored twenty points against Buffalo, but some of that was when the game was already decided. They did they only scored three points in the second half against New England, and then they scored one offensive touchdown on Sunday night against Philadelphia. So you want to ask the questions of how good Miami is, I have no problem with that. And that kind of leads me into what it is with the Bills. I think they're a mirage. They, Allen is incredibly talented, but he leads the league in turnovers since the beginning of last year, and it's not really close. He's six turnovers clear of the next next guy, who's Dak Prescott. And against a team that forces turnovers. now yeah. I'm not saying that Buffalo's going to lose this game tonight, even though it wouldn't stun me if they do, but this feels like one of those games where Tampa's bending but don't breaking. They force two Allen turnovers. And then all of a sudden we look up in the fourth quarter. And it's like, wait a second, how is this 16, 13? Something like that tonight is some, what I expect out of this game.
2: So that is the key to the game, right? Can Buffalo take care of the ball? Can Josh Allen not turn the ball over? But as you mentioned with his turnovers this year, that's been an ongoing thing, too, since he's been in the league. He's he's had trouble there. Yep. As you mentioned also, so talented, one of the best. There's arguments that he was going to be better than Patrick Mahomes, but we've kind of found his weakness there. Um, I just I think they get it together. I think this is a good spot for them, but it's another key to the game is getting on the board early. Benny mentioned this, and it is so true. This team cannot play from behind. They've got to get the lead and then keep the lead, and then that's where we see the best Buffalo Bills team. I know we have um Dawson knocks out too, but I'm not worried about there that Dalton.
0: Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid
2: has been doing great. He's actually had more targets. So I think we, I think we're in store for a really good game.
0: I'm concerned about Buffalo's defense too. And I made this point with Frank earlier where, and we talked about this with Vinny, you lose your heartbeat. Matthew Milano had the, the severe leg injury suffered in London, knocking him out the rest of the year. You lose your number one quarter in Trey White. That's hard to overcome. I mean, Josh Norman, who hasn't played three games in the last two years, is now uh, up playing tonight from the practice squad for Buffalo. There's only so many o- defensive injuries you can overcome, and they've been bottom five. Even though the Giants didn't score last in that game two weeks ago, you do EPA, Buffalo's defense has been bottom six the last three weeks, putting it all together. That's alarming for a team that's supposed to be known for his defense, even with all the injuries. That far of a drop is very much alarming. And also, too, just look at the last drive last week. You finally come all the way back. New England hands the game to you on a silver platter with that turnover that led to the Buffalo touchdown go up 25-22. And you let Matt Jones go the length of the field on you in a minute 40? Can't happen if you're, a, if you're a good defense.
2: Just can't. So talking about their defense, two of those injured players have already been factored into the line. Sure. They've already been playing without yeah. them. On the flip side, how do you see Tampa Bay's offense actually scoring? We have a banged-up Baker Mayfield. We're missing somebody's. Well, Godwin is out of the lineup. So
0: so Godwin Godwin is going to play as of this moment. He was questionable this week. Right now, the one concern, and you mentioned this before, Vita Vea, legitimate Game time decision. We will not know that until Alan, Chris are on the television right at the but beginning of the game. We're
2: missing an offensive guard for yes Tampa, Tampa Bay Tampa, as well, Tampa, Right,
0: Tampa's been dealing with offensive line injuries all year. Yep. So, I, yeah, I, look, it's Alex is just one of those where I'm lower. i have been lower on Buffalo than the yes. market for honestly the last two years. I, I think that going into the year, and I've been proven not wrong but definitely not right in what the way I was saying it uh that Cincinnati I thought in Buffalo were flipped I thought that the market should have been treating Cincinnati like they've been treating Buffalo and vice versa. Cincinnati has not held up their end of the bargain so far but the bills haven't held up their end of the bargain so far either. so I, I'm just curious with both of those teams and we'll get to Cincinnati and San Francisco in a second because I want your thoughts on on that one as well uh but a whole 10. I can't pass that up. If Buffalo smokes me, so be it. I can't pass a whole time with Tampa tonight. And that is available at some shops right now.
2: Oh, I don't blame you at all. So I teased the Bills down, of course. You know I love my teasers. Um, Minus two and a half. I tied them up with a couple favorites that are on Sunday. I think the Ravens and the Chiefs. And then I also teased the Bills with the under. So I bumped that up to 49. Um, I agree. That's nine and a half is way too many when I started to see it move so much from eight and a half up to 10, I thought that Baker Mayfield was definitely out. And I went and checked and he, he's still questionable. We think he's going to play. So I think you're right. I think bills are still a little bit overrated and I do, you made up a great point about Jacksonville and how are they moving up the power ratings? Mm -hmm. Because I've been keeping an eye on them. I think I have them 10th right now. Lions about eighth. And like both of those teams are teams I'm watching to see when they make the move and they switch places with the Bills. But it's hard because Buffalo has had this um, reputation for a mm-hmm. while now. That we've all thought they're this good dominant team. Like Benny said, you don't want to overreact. So you try not to drop them too much. And then on the flip side, how much can we trust Jacksonville? How much can we trust Detroit? especially after game last week, but we didn't, I did not overreact after that loss to the Ravens. They barely moved down as well, but still just want to see how they continue to do throughout the season. Yeah.
0: The, lions are interesting this week because the lions uh, are a big favorite on Monday night against the Raiders. And they should be because the Raiders, Raiders still haven't scored more than 21 points. They they were embarrassed last week uh, by, by Tyson Bay, by Tyson Bajent last week. It, They should be a big-time favorite. And you know what? This is kind of the bounce-back spot for Detroit, where, all right, if you're a good team, if you're a team that is going to be in the running to be, look, if Philadelphia loses a game or two, Detroit's schedule's really soft, be in the running for the number one seed in the NFC. You bounce back, and you beat up a bad team. And it's still possible it's Hoyer. It looks like Garoppolo will be ready for Monday night. But uh, if it's Hoyer or it's O'Connell, it's open season, at least it should be, for Detroit. All right, I want to get to San Francisco and Cincinnati before we... uh, Move on, venture on to the World Series, some hockey for you tonight, and the two NBA games on the slate. So we talked about it with Vinny earlier. Uh, most of the market's gone back to four. South Point and one other shop still at three and a half. So Purdy did participate in some drills today, even though he was put in the concussion protocol yesterday. So there's at least some sliver of hope that he will play. I'm not buying it. No player has been cleared in the same week that they've gone into protocol this year. I don't think Purdy's going to play, which leaves former third overall pick Sam Darnold starting for San Francisco. Alex, for me, even before Purdy was ruled out earlier in the week, I liked Cincinnati at the five and a half. Now, I the big question is on my end, is Brock Purdy to Sam Darnold actually the full two points? I'm not 100% certain on that. But I still like Cincinnati, even with the dip, even if it's a little bit more than I think Purdy to Darnold realistically is.
2: So I didn't play anything in this game yet, but I agree with you completely. I do not think that is a two-point drop-off. And biggest reason is San Francisco is all about their system, and they have so many playmakers. I think Sam Darnold can, be, can fit right into that system just like Brock Purdy has. Clearly, he, in Shanahan's eyes, he's the better quarterback. He got the starting position. Beat Sam Darnold out for it in the offseason, but plug Sam Darnold in and we'll see what he can do. I don't I don't mind your play at all there with the Bengals. They are coming off a bye. Is that yes, correct? correct? Yes. Yes. So yeah, it's tough. I don't I just I mean, can you see San Francisco losing three in a row? That's that's another tough part for me. Well We've seen crazier things. So I here, mean, here's the
0: thing with San Francisco, where they should have beaten Cleveland. Like, I know that what happened in that game was a playoff, or a penalty-laden final drive for Cleveland that led to the field goal. You know what they got in range? Jake Moody's just got to make the kick. Right. And he didn't. And they lost that game because of that. It was a little alarming what we saw on Monday to me. Because even though that game somehow only landed 39 points, Minnesota averaged seven yards a play. And you can't let that happen when Minnesota doesn't have Justin Jefferson. And I know Jordan Addison looked great. And there was a, that, that, that bring the house at the end of the first half call from Steve Wilkes that turned into the Addison touchdown at the end of the half was a bad defensive play call. It's basically the only thing you can't let happen in that spot. And they let it happen. But I'm a little bit concerned about the way that a Purdy has looked in these two games and B that was an, and again, it could very easily be a one-off for the defense, that was an alarming performance on Monday night, even though they only ended up allowing 22 points.
2: Oh, I had the under in that game, and I thought for sure I was—it was, it was done. living right. Yes, so <laughs> you're right. I mean, for what uh, Kirk Cousins did without Justin Jefferson is is pretty alarming for their defense. But I, have, what have we seen on the Bengals defense? No, uh,
0: so for Cincinnati on both sides, right? Let's, let's take their offense first. Okay, their offense. I know they beat. Seattle, two weeks ago. But Cincinnati's offense was at four yards a play. That is bad. That's genuinely bad. The week before, they beat Arizona by two touchdowns, 34 points. Burrow looked a lot better. And we talked about how he looked a lot better. 4.8 yards a play. That's really mediocre. And if you go through Cincinnati's season here so far, obviously that disaster in Nashville, they were at 4.1. Bad. The, even the win against the Rams. Yeah. They're at 4.2. They're not moving the ball in the same fashion. And look, it's part of the, the thing with Cincinnati this week. If the San Francisco defense shows up, I don't care if it's Darnold. Cincinnati could very easily have a problem moving the ball against San Francisco's defense if they show up. And those numbers are those are bad offensive yards per play numbers, Alex.
2: This is a great game. It, I mean... Joe Burrow getting the rest he needs. We'll see how he looks. I mean, we we should see a, a better Cincinnati offense and then, yeah, we'll see what we get from San Francisco's defense.
0: One last NFL game. I do want to bring up before we, uh, we, we go to the hockey, Alex, Uh, the Steelers and the Jags. We mentioned Jacksonville before Pittsburgh is an anomaly, at least by the numbers right now. And they're four and two. Uh, It's gone from one and a half to two and a half on Jacksonville on the road in Pittsburgh. I'm just curious, what did you end up making this game for you? Because I thought that it's one of those where I saw the one and a half, and I'm like, wait a second, that's probably too low. But then when you start to go through it all, it makes sense why it opened where it didn't. And then it makes sense why the betters have laid it with Jacksonville so far. Not quite the three. I don't think it gets there because I think that's a take on Pittsburgh. But two and a half?
2: Steelers opened?
0: No, Jacksonville one and a opened half. Open one. No, and three, now the one and a half. Two, two and a
2: half. Two and a half. Okay, so I made Jacksonville a one-point favorite. Okay. So I was looking, but same as you, I like to have a two-point difference to have a play. So I haven't played anything in that one, considering the Steelers for a contest. But I think Jacksonville is the right side there.
0: Jaguars, two and a half against Pittsburgh. Don't worry, we'll get all these games tomorrow on a football Friday and on Sunday as well when we're here previewing the full slate on Sunday morning at 9 Pacific time. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we get back, Alex has some hockey for tonight. We'll look at the two NBA games and also our thoughts on the World Series, the one we all expected, Arizona and Texas. Huh? We'll tell you about it when we get back. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio.
3: Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're gonna hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, Join one of our free crafts lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the crafts dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. Bingo. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket riders are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the Race Book. Over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat.
0: Welcome back in. Sports by the Book final segment for us here today. I'm Jeff Piles, Alex White alongside. Uh, You know, let's get to the other sports on the card tonight. And we'll also keep you up to date on if there's any movement on Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Again, right now behind us, nine and a half. Buffalo favor tonight against Tampa, 43 to total. There are some tens in the market right now, which I will be grabbing. Said 10 on Tampa Bay tonight against the Buffalo Bills. All right. Hockey. Alex? Between... This is a, a sport that, I, at least from my perspective, I'm very selective with hockey. Um, it's usually just a few totals here and there right. for me. Sides very limited unless if there's a price that I think is about 20 cents off. How do you usually handle your hockey betting before we get into your plays for tonight?
2: Yeah, I love to look for underdogs who I think should be favored in that game okay. or have a very good chance. If I make it um, the other team just a small favorite, i i like that underdog i also love totals that's actually my favorite because if you bet the night before overnight lines you can find a six you know if you like that game over find a six the next day you'll see there's only six and a half out and you already automatically have value there same thing goes for the under so yeah i like to track um i have a total for each team on what you know, their over under number is, and then combine them to make my uh, team total. And yeah, this is actually the first sport I started with. So I, I absolutely love hockey and betting hockey.
0: Let's go to the night. Let's uh, let's start with a good matchup in Raleigh tonight. The Seattle Kraken head East taking on the Carolina hurricanes. Alex right now, total behind us hasn't moved all day. Six juiced over. Minus 125, Carolina, minus 190 favorite. Kraken plus 170 on the take.
2: Very good. I think that's one of the only sixes left. I saw a lot of six and a half a lot, out there it, now. It,
0: there's a, the, most of the market, there are a few six and a halves. There are a bunch of six over minus and a quarter. Okay. Yep.
2: So we've seen a little Might bit as well of be six and a out there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we saw the regression, or we're seeing the regression from the Kraken that we thought we would. Year two last year, they they've definitely overachieved and but the other team on the other side carolina they have actually started very slow they're 3 and 4 this season and they were a very good team last year they're um, giving up way too many goals in their last 3 games they were outscored 16 to 8 both of these goalies um, anderson for carolina goals against 4.14 First time these two played each other, the Kraken won seven to four. I think Carolina gets the win in this one, but I think it's a high high scoring game again.
0: Total six right now. Uh, best in the markets six over minus twenty. So you're laying a price regardless minus one twenty five on that over six behind us right now. Alex does like that over against uh, with Carolina and Seattle. Uh starting about twenty minutes from now there in Raleigh. All right, let's go. Uh, Let's go north of the border for this one before we get to another one that uh, has actually tied into this game. Let's go to the first period. First period totals, obviously. uh, I think a lot of people like betting this point. Rangers and the Oilers tonight. Alex, you're looking first period total in this one.
2: Yes, and they are a lot of fun. I mean, you can win that bet within 20 minutes or lose it. But Rangers, Oilers over one and a half first period. You do have to lay a little bit. I think it was minus 130. Um, Both these teams fast uh the rangers are playing very good and that kind of goes into my money line play but i kind of track these as well and see how the teams are doing both of them are over 60 percent going over one and a half in the first period so that's why i have a play on this one
0: rangers again no mcdavid for edmonton uh rangers if you're just looking at a regular price here dollar it's gotten up 10 cents from the opener $1.35 Dollar thirty five on New York plus one fifteen on the take for Edmonton behind us and a total that's actually gone down from six and a half to six uh, a rarity on the NHL card usually a total bet down uh, down to six. All right, Alex, you like the Rangers tonight? Who do you like them with?
2: I do like the Rangers because Shesterkin, their goalie, he is one of the best. But then on the other side, I like Minnesota. They have been playing very good, and I love their two goalies they have switch off perfect amount of rest time there. Um, The Flyers have been playing pretty good this year, but I think Minnesota is the right side. So they're a small favorite as well. I think they're minus 120 here.
0: Yes, minus 120 behind us. There are better prices in the market right now, as well as minus 110.
2: So I tied those two up for a little plus money. Then I have just one more, and that is an under in the first period.
0: Go ahead. And then uh, that one you're not as... Not, not liking as much uh, oh, on the news that, that, uh, right. that on, right. on the news that Jake Ottinger is uh, not going to get the start tonight in Dallas.
2: Thank you. You just told me that. Okay, I did bet Toronto-Dallas under one and a half in the first period. It was plus money. Jeff told me we will not have Jake Ottinger for Dallas. I still think, um, you know, Dallas is a very good defensive team. Their team is a defensive-minded coach. I mean, their coach is a defensive-minded coach. and. But I mean, I would I would back off this now without Ottinger because Toronto has been on fire, so I think they could get two goals themselves in that one.
0: The only hockey thing I was close to tonight was the New York Islanders, uh, but they have been bet up from the price that I liked uh, across the board here. Liked them at about a dollar, dollar twenty, dollar twenty-five. That dollar twenty was not there for very long. It's mostly a dollar thirty. You want to take it small? Don't have a problem with that at home against Ottawa tonight. Uh, that would be the only thing I would look at. I, really, again, not not it's very sporadic on my hockey. So
2: see, and that's exactly how I feel with NBA.
0: Well, let's get to that real quick. The
2: same way.
0: Uh, Sporadic okay. on the NBA for me. I made my I made my four bets for the first two days of the year, and now I'm done for a little bit uh, on the NBA side of things. Milwaukee <laughs> and Philadelphia, both of their openers, they are the only two teams who haven't played yet. So right. they're team twenty nine and team thirty. Getting into action. No James Harden tonight for Philadelphia. Not even allowed on the team plane. Not even allowed. Uh, uh, he's out tonight. Milwaukee, a six-point favorite. That doesn't move behind us all day. No. And the total's been bet up from 225 to 227. Not much of a shock, Alex, that an NBA total getting bet up as we head towards tip-off, especially with these two teams.
2: I like Milwaukee here. I actually like both home teams. I'm surprised you're not jumping on the Lakers without Beal and um, Booker in. But, yeah, I like Milwaukee. It's Dame Lillard's Milwaukee debut playing at home. As you mentioned, no James Harden. And if Joel Embiid beats them by himself, then I can live with that. But the Bucks, I mean, they are the favorite to win the championship right now for a good reason. This is a very talented team, and I think they put on quite a show here tonight opening night for them
0: first game for dame lillard in milwaukee as well i just again philadelphia is one of these teams where i just wish they moved hard already it doesn't matter if you're getting dimes on a dollar at this point it just get them out of town get past it and this thing's just lingering on a lot more than it has and look philadelphia has A massive upgraded coach from last year to this year. Doc's now in the broadcast booth at ESPN. Nick Nurse comes south from Toronto down to Philadelphia. I think that is as big of a coaching upgrade as there was in the NBA this offseason. But with all this nonsense going on around Harden, there's always going to be a lot of rumblings now that Joel Embiid's going to want out at some point this year. So I I think the Sixers are just a mess, more likely to have to play in one of those 7-8 playing games right. than ending up with a one or two seed in the Eastern Conference now. I have no play on that game on the six. And you like the Lakers. You mentioned it too. Up to six and a half now. has opened one, but no Beal. We kind of knew that already he was scratched two nights ago, but we figured he wasn't going to be ready yet. And no Devin Booker is out with a sore foot. So uh, these new rules right away we see uh two stars out. So uh you know gonna be a lot of Kevin Durant shots tonight a lot of opportunities 30 and a half behind us on the point total for KD. Uh <laughs> might that might that might not be a bad one even though it's a high number and especially early in the season when Durant is going to be at least limited minutes wise.
2: How do you feel about um LeBron James's limited minutes now? Too? So,
0: you know it's a it's a good question because the report came out and LeBron's going to be limited to about 31 minutes a game and that's on the high end going to be around 26 to 31. Right. And you know what? It makes sense for a guy who's kidding, just his NBA career can legally get a drink right now. It's, <laughs> it's, it look, you 40, almost 40 years old. It's like crazy. it's, it's just, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I feel bad for anyone who took an MVP future on him because you have no chance of winning that now. But it's, it's not surprising to me. And I, I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't happened sooner. And for the Lakers, just getting him healthy all the way through is so important because even though they, I think Denver's a horrible matchup for him, and if the Nuggets see them in the playoffs. It'll be very similar to what we saw it two nights ago, and what we saw it last year in in May. But and it makes sense to me on a minutes list restriction. It doesn't really how look, it doesn't really change how I look at the Lakers, though. It really doesn't.
2: Anthony Davis, we need more out of him. Do we get more tonight in this matchup?
0: Uh, Ad was scoreless in the second half on Tuesday. Yes, can't happen. No, if that happens, Lakers are going to be. 43 wins, 44 wins. Uh, and that may be a high side, especially Le- Le- LeBron's minutes limitations for the rest of the year. AD tonight, 23 and a half is what Chris and company have behind us. Usually AD follows up those stinkers with uh, right. with, with a big game. And again, this is a, a Phoenix team that I their depth looked a little bit better than I expected on Tuesday night. I don't know if that had more to do with that. Golden State is, I think, Golden State is due to fall apart because of the age, and they only got older in the offseason by adding Chris Paul. Oh, But hey, look, I, Nurkic looked good. Okogie looked good the other night for Phoenix. For the Lakers, again, like AD's going to have to show. I don't have again. I didn't bet this game. I had no interest in betting this game, even with the injuries for Phoenix. Uh, would it shock me if KD has a huge night and all of a sudden Phoenix loses this game by two or wins a game outright? No, now? It's the NBA. Anything's right. possible on a nightly basis. Right. Except for the Wizards beating anyone any good this year. That's the only thing I'll say. They look really bad yesterday.
2: What kind of props do we have? I know you said points for each team. So
0: uh, points, uh, again, just behind us. And again, shop around for other props that you may be looking for. All points, uh, pl- the player points, so individual points scored. Durant's available 30 to a half. Nurkic at 13 and Don't mind that over. Davis, 23 and LeBron, 19 and D'Angelo Russell, 13 and Austin Reeves at 13 and You actually see that on your screen right now if you're watching us. And then in the other game, 28 and for Joel Embiid, 22 and for Tyrese Maxey, 14 and for Tobias Harris, 27 and for Giannis. Brooke Lopez at 13 and And then Chris Middleton, you know, that I don't mind. 12 and a half over. Don't need a lot in order to get there on Middleton. Just make three threes and then a bunch of th- four threes. And you only need one other point out of that, I should say.
2: I know a lot of people do very well with NBA props.
0: Yes. Uh, I just not my or not my thing. Not my thing. There are a lot of people who do very well. I, same deal with the NFL props. During the pandemic year to 2020, I experiment a little bit. Right. And had a little bit of success. But then really parsed it back after that year because those offensive numbers in 2020 were through the roof because there were no fans and it was easier to play offense that year. It's, it's kind of come back to the pack yeah. a little bit now with, uh, with that, with offense down Definitely. on the, uh, on the NFL props, kind of showing how I bet props usually going against what a lot of sharps would do uh, uh, on the props. All right. Before we go, Alex, world series game one tomorrow, Texas throws Nathan, Ivaldi against Zach Allen. Dollar sixty-five opener here at the South Point for this one. Uh right now, South Point sitting at a dollar fifty two. So they have bet the diamondbacks here. Plus one fifty two on Arizona now, total eight. Uh, I don't have any plays on game one. Series price right now. Texas is minus one eighty, plus one sixty on Arizona. I don't have anything here. I do think Texas finds a way to get this done series wise, but Arizona's defied logic all postseason.
2: I know. You said it right there. I do think I'm I'm leaning towards Bruce Bochy's team and what he's done with uh, the Rangers, but I I just can't believe that Arizona has made it this far. And you said it earlier: the two games in Philadelphia to win like that. So you know, in baseball, momentum is everything, and they look like they have it. So I'm interested in this first game, and I'm excited to actually watch this World Series with two underdogs going head to head. It you know, it does feel like it equals out a lo- equals the matchup out a mm-hmm. little bit, so should be a good one.
0: It'll be interesting to see, and again, I, I people will point to the two home games and Philadelphia's big-time players not producing those two games. The Phillies lost that series in Game 4. They lost that series in Game 4. They needed to close that game out. Yep. Instead, Kimbrel blew it. Arizona was able to get it back to 2-2, even with the dominance of Wheeler in Game 5. Arizona's the right side. I said it earlier. Arizona's the right side in Game 6 and Game 7, watching those games. Oh, yeah. They were clearly the better team in those two games. And with baseball, that kind of ridiculous stuff can happen, especially in the randomness of the postseason. All right. We'll refresh everyone before we go. I'm on Tampa plus 10 tonight. That's the only thing in pocket at the moment, Alex. Just teased, re- tease
2: the bills the, bills the bills the under.
0: Down yep. And the under. And then uh,
2: on hockey, one more time for everyone who may have just popped in at the end here. All right. We've got the Kraken and Carolina under, I mean, over six. Minnesota parlay with the Rangers. So Minnesota minus 120, Rangers minus 125. I tied those together. And then over in the Rangers, Oilers, over one and a half in the first period.
0: There we go. So those are Alex plays on the ice tonight. Nothing on the ice for me because that's just not, uh, nothing stood out. I did lean to the Islanders, but the price don't love it as much right now. And then on the NBA tonight, Alex, uh, on the home teams tonight, the Bucks and the Lakers, a big old pass for me on both of those games. All right. We're back tomorrow. Alex is off tomorrow.
3: Enjoy your off day. Thank you. Vinny
0: Vinny and Chris, and I would imagine Jimmy will pop on in tomorrow for our football Friday, two hour special at 2 PM Pacific time right here, wherever you're watching and sports by the book. And then Alex, you're back with us Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Thursday when you can see Alex white on the desk with us here on sports by the book. We'll see you tomorrow. Two o'clock sports by the book here at the South point studio.